Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Well, good morning and welcome to an unexpected podcast recording for the Fit and Faith podcast. I have just been with the Lord this morning in in word and in prayer and in petition and just asking God about what's going on in Israel. I also learn from other mentors and one of those mentors that I follow closely, his name is Myron Golden. If you don't follow him, um, well, he follows the Lord. So follow people who follow Jesus, um, but make sure you know the depths of how they follow them. So I, I had asked God three questions this morning, and it was premised on obviously seeing what's going on in Israel. Um, it was also premised in a friend's text to say and ask a question, hey, what's your, what's your lens on Israel? What's going on there? And as Christians, um, and especially someone who I, I don't like to associate myself in like a political spectrum, um, the Lord has really been summoning me into the political realm and the political spectrum of not only local government, but national government and global politics and what's going on on that mountain. Um, I'm referring to mountains. If you're like, what's she talking about? If you've never read the seven mount mantle, the prophetic lens, um, I highly recommend you getting your hands on that book and understanding what is going on in God's lens on all of these different prophetic mountains, business being one of them, um, obviously politics being one of them, education, family, media, entertainment, and the arts, and I'm missing one and two. Um, oh, religion. Obviously, the church is a part of the mountain, and I think uh, entertainment arts might be separate. So that's that's the concept of the seven mountain mantle, but politics specifically, and the Lord has been like, Tamara, like, you can't be so aware of the mantle that's on your life connected to your mountain and not understand what's going on on the other mountain. So for me, I, I definitely have um, territory that the Lord has given me authority on, and I think he gives all Christians authority in every space. So don't hear me wrong when I say this or pull it out of context, but in business, in family, and in religion. Um, obviously in Christian religion and and having a vocal piece to be able to sway and support and get kingdom culture here on earth um, happening. And ultimately it's the, the eighth mountain or the mountain mantle that will oversee all of those mountains is Zion. It's, it's Christ, it's Jesus, it's him, it's Yeshua. It's everything is his, it's his lens. And so with that and what's been going on in Israel and then to have that question prompted by a friend and to just be like, 
just in um, brokenheartedness and of what's going on over there and also curiosity. I think curiosity is one of the things that has ignited my relationship with the Lord more than most other things. Um, when I feel like he's igniting something or illuminating a word as I'm reading or if something's happening in culture um, like gender identity or gender confusion um, uh, or sexuality confusion or any of these different things, I'm like, God, what is your say on this? What is your mark on this? What is your truth in this? And so if you ever like go to the word and you're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know how to even dissect what's going on. Like always go to God, okay? Always go to his word. He will provide you answers um, that bring more clarity than any human teacher could ever bring. But as I mentioned, there are people that you can follow. Myron is one of them. Rama Trainer is another one that I've been following. Nate Johnston is another one that I've been following closely recently. Their prophetic lenses. Um, Apostle Catherine Crick are other people that I follow. I want people who are divinely aligned to, to Jesus. And then I have my friend group, the people that I have immediate conversations with that I can say, hey, this is what God is revealing to me right now. What do you think? Where's the truth in this? Obviously, if I am showing them the word, it's automatically truth. But I love to hear their own lens, their own perspective. Even this morning when I shared it with a friend, she was like, hey, have you seen what Myron released yesterday? And I'm like, no. So I immediately went to YouTube to listen because he's a mentor of mine. He's someone that I trust. And therefore, I can take what the Lord has already given me. I can sit and chew on that. And I can also hold tightly to what he's sharing because I know that it is premised and rooted in the vine. He abides in him. So all of that to be said, for those who are curious about what's going on in Israel and how do we help, how do we partake, how do we, um, obviously knowing that this is happening and we don't feel sometimes that we have a uh, ability to uh, take authority or to proclaim power in a region that I've even never stepped foot in. And I'll be honest, there's a part of me who's like, ah, like, I'll leave that to the experts who do understand the political realm and the climate over there more than I, who have put their feet on the ground, who have more wisdom, who have been talking about this longer, who perhaps it's the military lens. And so they know about war. They understand the dynamics of what could be going on. Maybe they understand the, the enemy's mindset towards it. or And I just, I could sit and I could be quiet. But I know that God has given me and you, if you stand in the power and authority, he's given us a unique will and desire to speak out against anything that's going on and to speak his word and his truth and bring life and light to people. And so here I am to be able to do that because I know that I can sit and still be in a state of peace and joy even when destruction is going on because I know that Jesus is coming back. I also know that he is already victorious over these destructive demonic situations. And I also know that he knows what's going on and that he is in control. And so while it might look like chaos, and it is, and it might look like destruction and terror and lost lives and the enemy is winning, that's not true, though those things are happening. And you know, women and children and, and Americans are being held hostage in this place, and they're dying in this place. And so it's important for us, regardless of our depth of knowledge, to rely on God's truth to bring us into a more sound element of wisdom to say, okay, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to be bold and courageous. I'm going to be strong and courageous, and I'm going to start sharing from the lens in which I know.
And the lens in which I know right now is what God revealed in his word to me this morning. So I want to share that with you all here today. Um, I see all of you who are on live with me. I love you. Um, before I get into his word and share the revelations that he shared with me, uh, I just want to cover this time and those listeners in prayer. Uh, Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that your word is alive and active. We thank you that when we ask you big, bold, courageous questions, God, that you respond in compassion. You respond in truth. You respond in um, your generous nature to help us to help us have a lens that is of yours, to help our eyes be revealed to things that are happening in the world today and your prophetic word connected to that, God. We thank you for your prophets. We thank you for the seers. We thank you for the gifts and talents that you've equipped the body of Christ to have. We thank you for our own voice pieces. We thank you for our own ability to hear from you, God. We thank you that we get to be in relationship with you that's divinely aligned to your will here on earth, God. And so I just pray that what I shared today is of you and you alone, that they don't hear me, but they hear you through this message and through this time. God, I pray for wisdom and divine alignment for the listeners, that they too would be revealed to what is happening, that they too would take territory and stand as the head and not the tail in these places, that they too would be brave enough and courageous enough to speak out in even what they feel like is a lack of understanding. Lord, as I am right now, Lord, I just, I surrender my own ideas. I surrender um, my, my fears, my limitations, my weaknesses to you, God, that you make them strong, that you make this sound and that you make this um, heard by the people that need to hear it, God, and that it evokes curiosity. And that curiosity isn't about what's happening in the demon, demonic world, um, and but it's about the spiritual world. It's about them pursuing you, Jesus, God, and you're just summoning your people closer to you. And that I know that there are a mass majority of our listeners here in America, God, and that you are just asking us to fall on our face and to repent, Lord, to change our minds about who you are and who you've always been and who you will be in the future, God, that you are victorious and that anything that looks like hatred or ill will is not your nature, God, and that you want to come and protect the enemy who is or protect your children who are up against the enemy, God. And that you are the one who kicked the Satan out of heaven. And that you, in that moment and through Jesus' blood, God, you've proclaimed victory. And they have no right to do what they're doing, God. And so for your army, your angel armies, to be sent to protect Israel and your children right now, God, that your name be known, that we get to glorify you through this issue, through this problem, through the every mountain that is taking a claim of, of what you want to happen here on earth, God. Your will be done. And we thank you that heaven is an expression of who you are and we can experience that here on earth. And so to evoke the curiosity of the listeners, to get to know you, to summon them closer to the word, for them to start searching and seeking you out, not through mentors, but through you and your Holy Spirit, because you do speak to your children. We love you, Lord. We lift your name on high. Amen. All right. So um, I'm, I was in this Bible this morning, which is the Bible in a year. And specifically, this one's for women. They have the same exact one um, through, for men. And it's the New Living Translation. And so um, I'm going to share what literally the three questions were that I asked God this morning. And he immediately revealed. 
And this is how good God is. He, he wants to respond to you. But if you're not asking the questions, if you're walking around delirious, if you're walking around with the enemy's thoughts in your mind, if you're walking around with a, such a self-centered mindset on your day, your problems, y'all, I'm in the midst of building a conference. I am four weeks away from bringing together God's children and and it's a huge honor. It is also a huge weight. And so I constantly have to be laying down at the feet of Jesus to say, Lord, your will be done. You know, there's so many things of lack that I could be focused on. And this morning, I, I had to think globally. I had to think outside of that room. I had to think outside of the virtual attendees. I had to think outside of my issues, my problems, my abilities, my talents, my gifts, and think, God, what are you doing in the world right now? And how is this playing a part to why you called us to come together for such a time as this? This is so much bigger than one nonprofit. This is so much bigger than one social media account. This is so much bigger than one vocal piece, okay? And so I want to partner with God. I want you to partner with God on the global image of what's happening in the spiritual realm. And this is the questions, the three questions that I asked. I asked him, what's happening in Israel? What's happening in Israel? I asked him, what's your will in Israel and at large? What's your will for America connected to Israel? And lastly, I asked, what can I do? What can we do as your church, as your bride? What can we do? in order to support Israel. And so those who are listening, you're probably like, yeah, I don't have any lens on this. I don't have any knowledge about this. Okay, I am with you. <laughs> I'm literally talking with you right now. We are in, a, we are communing at one table and there's no hierarchy here. However, when God gives someone revelation and we don't speak out, I would be blocking the blessing of the church. I would also be inhibiting Christ's will to be done in the earth. And so I am boldly proclaiming and boldly sharing, even against, again, like I said, my own limitations or lack. This is what God said this morning to me to answer those questions. I was first off Old Testament in Jeremiah 14. 11 through 16, Jeremiah um, had a divine relationship with the Lord. He was able um, from a prophetic lens to share what God wanted to be done in the earth. And this is what ignited me to say before I even understood the answer. I knew that I was going to be sharing this morning. I knew it. I didn't know if I was going to be on IG Live or a podcast or what was going to happen. But God said this. He said, if you return to me, I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesperson. You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. They will fight against you like an attacking army, but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall of bronze. They will not conquer you, for I am with you to protect and rescue you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes, I will certainly keep you safe from these wicked men. I will rescue you from their cruel hands. Now, what does that mean for you? That means that as you repent, as you come to Christ and you let your mind be utilized by him, that you come into alignment with the mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit, your little problems, your worthless words become obsolete and minuscule, if not non-existent, because now you're partnering with Christ and the divine alignment of his words. Does this make sense? 
You are a spokesperson for Christ, just as I am speaking right now. And so I pray that this is igniting you. I pray that you feel the pit of your belly is saying, oh Lord, I'm ready to talk. Give me your words. Because I can't be, Myron can't be. All of these people that I talked about from mentor's perspective, pastoral perspective, this is why the mission in the marketplace is so important because you have you have placement inside of corporations, companies, communities. You're an influencer. This is what being an influencer is about. Stop taking it from the world to say, oh, I've got millions of followers. You have five followers. You have children in your household, which I'm about to talk to you about. You're an influencer. You have someone to influence and you have truth that needs to be told and truth with a capital T, not the worthless truth. That is the lies of the enemy. They're trying to taint us. So going to your media outlet on your TV is not going to help you and it is not going to provide you the true understanding of what's happening because that's manipulation. That is a destructive element to try and get you into this herd mentality of fear. For you to think that you don't have power in another community, in another nation. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I don't care if you're not flying there. You have a microphone. You have a phone. You have your knees. For heaven's sake, you can be praying, people. So you are a spokesperson. You are the influencer. Do not be influenced by the enemy. This is in America. This is in Israel. I don't care where you are. There are demonic forces that are trying to take over the minds of Christ, but there is a remnant, right? You are a remnant. We have the power and authority. We are the head and not the tail. We get to take hold of all of these mountains. So I want you to know that you're safe, first off, and and that the Lord will rescue his bride, which is his church, which is you. You are a part of of that divine plan because he is summoning you into relationship with you. Remember in the garden, his desire was to walk in the cool of the day with you, not to destroy you, not to let you walk in shame, not to let you have a life of chaos and busyness and overwhelm and, and worry and fear and darkness and hate and offense and lack of forgiveness. I mean, my pastor this past weekend from Bridge Church in Virginia Beach, his name is Pastor Archie, um, Archie Callahan and Tangi, and they have been vocal pieces recently. They are talking about the demonic. They are talking about deliverance. They are talking about Christian oppression of the demonic. They have been summoning people to the altar to repent. They are talking about the nations at large. They are really addressing the conversations that I study all the time. And it's been beautiful to watch since COVID the stand that they have made against the political structure um, of, of the environment and society. And they're doing it in love. They're doing it in truth. They're doing it in compassion. They're doing it in community. They're not doing it to cast fear. They're not doing it to control. They're not doing it to grow their church numbers or attendance. If anything, he's like, it's fine if you're offended. Like walk out or come closer so that I can teach you. That's what a good teacher does. So as you're listening today and you're like, ah, this is hocus pocus. No, there is truth here. And I only want you to get curious, okay? Because if I can summon you into curiosity to go to the word for answers, I never have to talk again into your life. 
there will be more people that I'll get to talk to. That's where my heart is. That's where the influence is. So again, this was the first thing he said to me. This doesn't necessarily have to do with um, Israel specifically, but it does because if we aren't speaking out, who is? If we're not giving Christ's lens on global conversation, who is? The enemy is. All right. So this morning, I had, uh, I was sitting in my Bible chair, we like to call it in my house, that my kids named it and I just claimed it. And uh, my daughter comes down and I'm reading the word to her and we're going through Psalms and Proverbs and I'm going to share kind of the Israel lens in just a moment. And she's like, I want to read to me. I asked her like, this might not make sense to you. So it's fine. I still love my kids to hear the word of God. Um, even if it seems confusing to them, I can dissect it and I can pull out illuminated words for them that they do understand and that I can speak life into their life. So don't, don't, don't let your lack of knowledge confuse or limit their childlike faith or wisdom. Okay. That's just a side nugget as a parent. So I'm like, Hey, go get one of your new books. We've gotten in invested in, um, all of these series that are Christian based series. Um, I have a Mark Batterson one that's incredible that my son's really into right now. Um, and so it's, it's fiction based, it's Christian fiction. All right. So it's really fun and exploratory, but premised on truth. It's really fun. My daughter's going through our stack of books that's on the coffee table and she decides to um, pick out a a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, Why that's even there, I'm not sure, but (laughs) they're way beyond that. And she's like, it's fun. I'm like, all right, come on. So she's sitting down and we're reading Dr. Seuss. And at the end, I said, what is he teaching here? Because I'm an author, I get junky about all of that stuff, right? I'm like, "Teach teach me what you're learning from this lens, not what did the book say, what was the story about, but what was the author doing? Okay, God is doing this for us in the word every day. And so what a cool question to ask. Lord, what are you doing in Israel? What are you doing in America right now? All right, so I, you're the author. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So we went on to this exploration and on the front cover of the book, I noticed all the little images. It was a compilation book of a bunch of Dr. Seuss books. Like um, uh, the one we did was Go Dog Go. Um, um, what's the other ones? Like Pop on what is it? Hop on pop, I think is one of them. And the ABCs, there's all these different ones. And I noticed on the book that there was a bunch of other authors' names. And I'm like, interesting. So Dr. Seuss, whomever his name is, didn't actually write every single one of these Dr. Seuss books. Weird. Let's look at the author. So I look up this particular author's name and for the life of me, I'm not going to remember it right now because um, they were just two words, two names. I, I probably I'm pronouncing wrong anyway. Anyway, you can go on that hunt yourself. So I looked up one author that was really prominent on the cover and it wasn't Dr. Seuss. I found out that he was Dr. Seuss's apprentice and he was like learning beneath him. Okay. This is all going to tie together. I am an apprentice of our heavenly father. You are an apprentice to Jesus. That's what discipleship is. I can be an apprentice under Myron Golden and learn and 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 infuse as a sponge that I am the information, always dissecting everything through the truth. Okay. So if you're utilizing this from an apprentice perspective of a human, remember humans aren't perfect. Um, but Myron is an incredible teacher. Um, so what I'm saying connected to that, I went on this hunt. I then was like, okay, he's an apprentice. How interesting. So who is Dr. Seuss? I wanted to know his story. I'm a publisher. I'm like, he's one of the most, you know, a world renowned authors ever. And I love the simplicity of how he teaches and um, the education behind what he's teaching. I don't even know if he's a Christian or not. 
So I went in, I found out who he was. He passed away in 1991. I, I realized that he went to do two different universities. I found out that he was actually first um, an illustrator for like Vanity Fair and a cartoonist for some of these cool magazines that we're still familiar with today. Uh, this was in like the 30s, 40s, 50s. And then when World War II broke out, he actually took a hiatus from illustrating in that and he started illustrating for the war. And so we saw this video and me and my daughter clicked on it and we watched this black and white video, which I will 100% um, tag after this show because it was amazing. And of course, again, I'm looking through the lens of Christ. What are you doing? This was divine, right? It's like, uh, there's so many examples of people who weren't in their faith and yet Christ utilized them for his kingdom, regardless of their awareness of such. There's a many artists that fall into this category, and I believe Dr. Seuss was an artist. And so I need to find out what his faith lens was. But regardless, it was so cool. He illustrated essentially a demonic influence of the mind in a soldier's capacity, an American soldier who was being infiltrated by laziness, who was being infiltrated by uh, sloth-like mentality, which is laziness. He was being infiltrated by um, like lack of community. He was kind of like removing himself from the forces. He was um, also the spirit of rejection. He was also like under the influence of the spirit of gluttony. Um, which is an element of of eating too much, right? He was also under the spirit of um, uh, what's the word? Lack of action, um, kind of connected to, to to sloth. Anyway, all of this stuff, wild. I'm watching this happen, and I, the way it was perceived was that it was an angel speaking to him, and so I immediately was like block, guard. This is not truth, baby girl, but we'll watch it anyway. I was kind of like narrating it at the time. Four minute video quick. And at the end, what happened was crazy. So the, what happened was through his sloth mentality, through his gluttony, through his lack of action connected to preparation for war. Okay. We are in a fight. We are in a battle right now. You should be preparing for war. Okay. So this imagery, this video, um, gosh, I kind of feel like I want to show it right now um, for the listeners. They can hear it too. Uh, gosh, Dr. Seuss video. Stand by, you guys. I really feel like this is super powerful. And the Lord's like, show them what I was doing. Military war, uh, black and white video, uh, Japan enemy. Let's see if it comes up. Stand with me, guys. I see all of you guys. Uh, I wonder if it will come up. Okay, here it is. It's called Private Snafu. Um, let's see if I can get Private Snafu. I've never shared a video like this. Um, you will hear it and you will see it. Okay, Private Snafu. Ah, it's here. Okay, stand by. I'm going to share it with um, those who are on live with me right now. Let's see. We're going to share the screen. I hope it works. Oh gosh, open system press preferences. Stand by. Let's see if you can see it. I hope you can see it. Um, okay, here we go. It might not work. Shucks. Okay, well, man, I'll have to go back and all right, it's not working. It's working? Summer, it is working? You could see that? Hold on, she's saying it is working. Drop the link in the comments. Ooh, okay, I can do that, but um, obviously I want to keep talking about it, so you might not be able to. Um, come on. Ah, 
Shucks. Okay. Anyway, it's not the right video. I can't find the exact one. I will do it. All right. So let me paint this picture back to where we were saying. Anyway, the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's doing this over his church right now, over Christians. Okay. He's doing this in Israel. Imagine the fear connected to the response of Christians there, even, um, even our brothers and sisters, even the Gentiles, even the Jews, right? Okay. So we obviously are praying for them to be Messianic Jews, for them to come to the awareness of Jesus Christ, because it's the only way to access heaven. This enemy in this video by Dr. Seuss, the illustrator, he, at the end, the angel takes off a mask. Now, this soldier has already died because there was a uh, a booby trap set, basically, and his sloth mentality, his laziness, his gluttony, his distraction, his lack of community, his isolation, his depression, his fear, his desire to literally not help, okay? Who is not willing to help right now? Because they don't feel capable. They don't feel equipped, So he goes in to this infirmary that is actually controlled by the Japanese army and he ends up running away from them. They're shooting him. They're trying to kill him. And sure enough, he dies at his funeral, at the death of his tombstone, this angel who had coerced him this entire time to do these things. This is what's happening to the church. Okay. You're being coerced by the enemy. If you have any of the things that I've mentioned and so many other open doors connected to lust and other elements of sin. Okay. He removes his mask, this creepy face, this Japanese accent comes out. Um, it was so wild. And I'm sitting there next to my daughter being like, Oh, Oh my gosh, everything in my spirit that I was perceiving and blocking out was because it was real. And so he's basically just like, ha ha ha, you know, I won, we won, this is how we win. And everyone wants to be like us, right? Everyone wants to get into this spirit. And it was, it was so creepy. And so this was a four and a half minute video. I'm sitting with my daughter. We, we are reading the Bible. Then we read Dr. Seuss. We got curious. We went on a hunt. We discovered this video of all videos. There's, I just realized when I was trying to share the screen with you guys, there's like a bajillion of these because he obviously did this entire um, World War II cartoonist illustration adventure that he went on for years. And it's probably a part of what inspired him to even become who Dr. Seuss is because he wasn't Dr. Seuss at that time. So It was just the, it was God's way of being like, this is what's happening to the church connected to even Israel, which was your morning question, your morning curiosity, your morning pursuit to get to know me. I am teaching you, Tamara. Your eyes are open. Your ears are open. So my kiddos, my other son, or my other son, my son, ooh, my other son, maybe that's prophetic. I'll take that, Lord. (laughs) My son comes downstairs and we start talking about the war and I'm showing them where Israel is on the map. I'm showing them that this is there's destruction happening. I'm sharing that as they go to school today, we need to pray over these family and these women and children that are being abducted and held hostage over Christians who have gone to a concert inside Israel and now they've either lost their lives or they're being um, they're being held hostage. There's a lot happening and it's not so far away. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. They are humans, first off and foremost, right? Even in Ukraine, when things were happening, when even in Russia and even in these um, wild, wild situations of other countries, China, 
I mean, we should be praying for China. We should be praying for those men and women. We should be praying for the revival to happen. We should be praying for the repentance of those political parties. We should be praying. We should be on our face. We should be literally in just downward position and and truly all out praying for people. That's what you can do. You can also be a vocal piece, okay? So I'm sharing this with them, and my, my son is asking so many questions. His, his mind is running. How are they holding them hostage? How are they capturing them? How are they killing them? I'm talking to them about mafia and military, like the militias that are, are popping up in different places. We have to educate. It might not be the entirety of, of the understanding. It might not be the full story. But if I can tell an element of the truth, in this way right now, via this podcast, via this live, it's enough. Again, because God is summoning his children in. Okay, so as I am explaining this to them and I'm under, helping them understand we're involved in this, I start talking to them about us being safe. I ta- start talking to us about us having the power to help rescue, about us sharing the good news and how important it is for us to share what God is doing in his children and through his children every single day. So again, my children are eight and 10. So they are only learning what I am declaring as truth in the home. And the only way that I can declare ultimate truth is to be in the word of God. So you're an influencer. You're a spokesperson. That's what God is telling me first. All right, quick interruption. But actually, it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the founder collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. He's also telling me that you are safe and that he will rescue us, all right? So if you're feeling in any element of fear, that is not of of God. So it goes on then in Jeremiah to talk about 
what is happening and the questions of why has the Lord decreed such terrible things against us? Why have we done, what have we done to deserve such treatment? What is our sin against the Lord our God? Now, as a Jewish person, you're asking this question, right? And this is my mentality. This is my understanding. You're in Israel. You worship God and you're like, God, why is there destruction? Why are my children being abducted? Why is my wife being killed? Why, why are we in this battle? And this is what the Lord is saying. Then you will give the Lord's reply. This is from Jeremiah. Jeremiah is saying this. It is because your ancestors were unfaithful to me. They worship other gods and they served them. They abandoned me and they did not obey my word. And you are even worse than your ancestors. You stubbornly follow your own evil desires and you refuse to listen to me. So I will throw you out of this land and send you into a foreign land where you and your ancestors have never been. There you can worship idols day and night and I will grant you no favors. It goes on to say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land from the land of the north and from all the countries to which he have exiled them, I will bring them back to this land that I gave their ancestors. And so I believe in all of that. And that's not to cast fear. That's not to cast judgment on the Jewish culture. There are brothers and sisters in Christ. We want them to have this revelation of Jesus, but it's the knowing that there are false idols everywhere. This is happening in America, whether it's your religion or denomination or not. It's the false idols of sexuality. It's the false idols of lust. It's the false idols of um, sloth. It's the false idols of politics. It's the false idols of sports. It's the false idols of insert a lot of things. The false idols of education that is liberal education. Okay. It's everywhere. So I'm, I'm getting bits and pieces and I'm like, okay, God, I still have questions. What are you doing in Israel and how can I help? And what is your will right now? Okay. It goes on to talk in 1 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 3. Again, I am literally reading this out of today's devotion, October 10th, 2023 of the Bible in a year. So the Lord knew that this was going to be happening. He knew that his daughter was going to be curious. He knew that I was going to ask questions and he already had pre-prepared the answer for me. This is all God. These are not coincidences that the actual answers are revealed to us in his word, his living word that doesn't change whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, it is alive, okay? He called you to share in his kingdom and glory, okay? That is the ultimate invitation. You are called to co-create, to share in the dominion of heaven on earth. Now they have persecuted us too. They fail to please God and they work against all humanity as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins, but the anger of God has caught up with them at last. So I think about this from the enemy who are trying to destroy what is happening in Israel. There is a Christian revival in the nation. There are more Christians fleeing there, not only just for vacation and curiosity of Christ, but also to develop ministry. There are so many Christians there, but there I have had Christians who are friends, devout followers who have gone there this year. And they said, the oppression of the city is so palpable. The oppression of the Jewish nation there is so palpable because they're living in Old Testament times. And if you live in Old Testament times, there was a I might get this number wrong and you can drop it in the comments. It's like 644 Old Testament laws that the Jewish culture had to follow in. I mean, that's bananas. So when Jesus came and Jesus is alive, when he came, 
He was breaking off the yoke of bondage to religion and saying, I am not here for the religious. I am not here for the Sadducees and Pharisees. I am here to evoke change in the Gentiles. I am here for the the lost. I am here for the confused. I am here for the worried and the weary. I am here to tell you that you are a called nation. And so we have an opportunity to live in freedom. And if there's bondage and yoke of slavery, happening inside. We have the most number of slaves exist right now in this time of history than ever before. We think in America, oh, slavery doesn't exist. That's a lie. There are slaves everywhere. The human sex trafficking industry is a huge portion of that, right? We're one of the top, I think we're number three country in the world for sex trafficking. They are slaves, okay? We as Virginia Beach, if you guys are local, are 14th in the nation for sex trafficking. That's unbelievable. So the, there are slaves everywhere. This conversation of what's happening in Israel is just a small glimpse into what's happening in the kingdom, in the spiritual realm, everywhere. God is coming back for the remnant and he wants to rescue us. He wants to rescue our children and that's why it's important for us to speak life into our children over these big political issues so that they are not blind. So they're not 36 years old and being like, I don't really know if I can talk about this or if I know enough. You guys, no, that's only from lack of pursuing knowledge that without a plan, the people will perish. And if I don't pursue knowledge in this territory, I'll never know. And so it's it's, uh, blind of me. It is uh, lazy and lethargic of me to not pursue truth in every territory. So it says, um, we, dear brothers and sisters, now this is in First Thessalonians, this is a letter from Paul, okay, to the church in Thessalonia. It says, dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you a little while, though our hearts never left you, I love that, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you and I. Paul tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy and what will be our proud rewarding crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. Yes, you are our pride and joy. So for the leaders, for the visionaries, for the founders and innovators and trailblazers who are here and we're developing these amazing opportunities for people to come into our business ecosystems and to have podcasts and to build and do the ultimate glory, the crown of glory, the moment in which you come face to face with Christ, the thing that is going to provide you your pride and joy is the lives, is the salvation And so nothing else that we do matters, just so you know. It matters because we do have business here on earth, but what truly matters is salvation or matters is souls. And so if your business or you are in a marketplace place as a minister and you are not saving souls and you're just checking a box from nine to five, this is why I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is so that we can go out and proclaim the good news all day, every day, without limitations of ecosystems that are trying to confine us and persuade us into a lack of mentality, into an unvocalized lack of influence, right, uh, space to say, shh, you can't talk about that in the school. You can't pray over these children here. This is a separation of church and state. You as a politician aren't allowed to pray vocally right? So you proclaim God and you're going to lose a big population. So you're not going to have any influence. So you choose to do what you do. You do you, boo. Lies. All lies. None of that is connected to eternity. 
souls are connected to eternity. So we go on and we talk about, oh, I love this, God's coworker. He's talking about Timothy, which we all need a Timothy in our life. He's the encourager. He's a strengthener. He encourages our faith um, and he keeps us from being shaken by our troubles. Who's your Timothy? Um, That's kind of a concept. I actually just shared about it on one of my reels recently that you need three people. You need a Paul, a Timothy, and a Barnabas. Go into that curiosity search uh, on your own time. But um, you are a coworker with Christ. All right, you are a coworker with Christ, and therefore our play in Israel, our play in America, our play wherever you're listening to this, Bahamas. I know I have a lot of Bahami, Bohemian listeners. I love you guys. Um, it, it matters. So I, it says here, I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that our work had been useless. This is happening because the church is letting the tempter take advantage of our mentalities, of our pocketbooks. Um, This is like the conversation about Target and the conversation about Budweiser and the conversation about all of these places that are in control of your finances because you aren't stewarding your finances and you are paying into places that are using God's money for evil work. This is why, again, founders are so important, and this conference is so important for people to be at, virtually or in person, because we are taking back the keys to the kingdom, and part of that is proclaiming our authority, our sonship, to the richest man alive. The riches of his glory exist in his territory, and he has access to every single dollar that exists right now here on earth. And we walk around with this impoverished mentality that we can't do anything about it. We lack resources, so I can't possibly do anything. Do you know that it's other than getting a microphone, which technically you have a microphone because you likely have a phone. It's so unlikely that you don't have a phone if you're listening to this. You have 100% resources at your right hand, literally no pun intended because Christ is there, but you have the resources to affect nations by starting a podcast today. You don't need a fancy mic. You don't need a fancy studio. You don't need any of that stuff. It's literally free. So you cannot make an excuse to say, well, I don't have influence. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Tired of the excuses. Can you tell I'm an activator? I'm like, let's go. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on some toes today, but I'm not sorry I'm stepping on your toes because I hope that it's bringing you into the revelation that you have a play here. Stop sitting lethargic. Stop sitting idle to what God is calling you into. All right, I'm getting to the the element of answer. So it says, night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. And this is just us coming into communion with one another, us coming into communion with the Israelites, with Jewish people right now, with the Gentiles, with people all over the world, with the Chinese, with the Russians, with every territory that is attacking one another and just summoning them into relationship with the Lord. They might have never even heard about the good news at this point. We know that there are nations untouched by Christ. And so these militias, these these kids who have been manipulated since they were in children because they are slaves to the system, they are slaves to these militias, militias, there's another word for it, but yes, these crazy things, this literally is slavery. It's bondage. They don't know about Christ. So of course they're killing people because that's what they're expected to do. But if they knew that there was a savior of the world, a savior of their soul, that they could live in freedom instead of captivity under these terrible, imagine the weight of shame that these kids are carrying when they're carrying guns and shooting people. Okay. I'm going into another country right now and having conversations outside of this particular conversation, but kids are in bondage. Okay. They don't know. 
women are in bondage. They don't know. Men are in bondage and they don't know. So it goes into Psalm 81 through 19, okay? And this is where I want you to understand the answer to God's question to me this morning when I said, what can I do? What can we do? This is what he says. Come back. We beg you, O God of heaven's armies, look down from heaven and see our plight. That means see our situation. See what's happening in the world right now. Take care of this grapevine that you yourself have planted. This son you have raised for yourself, for we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. Y'all, Israel's burning right now because of the bombs that are going off. Chopped up, okay? There are people that are being mm, like mutilated right now, and we are chopped to the core of our spiritual being. We are in so many um, sections. It makes me think of, a, um, of the Valley of Dry Bones. We have been severed apart, and the body of Christ is so separate right now, and we need to come in union. We need to come together. This denominational divide that we have in churches that are literally a mile down the road. I'm Baptist, I'm Protestant. No, we are followers of Christ. We need to be together. Imagine if the church came together as one, what we could do to affect America alone, let alone the world at large, to spread the true good news. So it says we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. May they perish at the sight of your frown. God is so sad. His heart hurts for his people. This was not his desire. This is not his plan. And yet in his plan, he will be known. He will be glorified. That's his plan, that all of his children come to glorify him. It says, strengthen the man you love, the son of your choice. Strengthen him. Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Revive your city. Revive Israel. Revive your cherished chosen one. God is coming back to Israel, y'all. That is his pride and joy. That is where Mount Zion is. That is where Jesus will come back in my understanding of prophetic lens and what people have shared and what the Bible says. That's where he's coming. And so we see this destruction and we're thinking, oh no, the world. And, and maybe we're saying, oh yes, Jesus is coming back because of our salvation. But that's not true. We're not there yet. This is historical evidence, uh, biblically and uh, prophetically. And so we need to be praying for every human to be under his love and mercy. And so this is revive us, right? Repent and revive. All right, that's what we want. Repent our ways, change our minds, come back to you, O Lord. And in that revival, this is when we will establish kingdom culture so that he can come back. It says, turn us again to yourself, O Lord, God of heaven's armies, and make your face shine down upon us. Only then, only then will we be saved. So if you go back to the earlier elements of Psalm, it's talking about the plant, the tree of life that was planted there. Does this sound like the beginning? I got a girlfriend, Jess Shakira, who's coming to speak at the conference, and she always will talk about anything. It could be like, it could literally be about anything, not even necessarily in our faith lens, just whatever conversation we're having. She's like, ooh, let's take this back to the beginning. We're like, what? So we'll, we'll immediately evoke a lens of Christ through any conversation we're having. Take it back to the beginning. And so this reminds me of the tree of life right in the Garden of Eden. And it talks about this, this root, this tree that is a shade 
for us. It is the branches in which we will have that safety and that rescue and that he planted this grapevine for us to have abundance. This is what the land of the milk and honey, this is you have all the riches of the kingdom at your right hand is because God planned it that way. And yet we are looking and we are distracted and we are being totally taken over by the enemy. So all of these things to say, I went way longer. I actually even went past (laughs) a meeting that I was supposed to be on at 9.30. So sorry to my cohort (laughs) who was taking it live, but the Lord had us on fire here to get today. And I needed you guys to hear this message. You have a role. You have a right. And part of that role and that right is repentance so that we can experience revival. We all have to repent. Every single day we change our mind. Every single day we lay down those worries. We lay down our vocal pieces. We lay down the worthless the worthless words. This is straight from the word that we will find ourselves saying. If we're speaking worthless words, if we're speaking words of death, that's because there is an enemy play inside of our own minds. And so you need to be delivered from that soul tie. We should be speaking life at all moments of our day and our flesh will always be against us. The world and culture will always be against us. And there is a real enemy, Satan, who is out on the prowl like a lion who is coming to kill, still and destroy. And his army, which is the demonic army, is real. Okay. And so demons can possess Christians. And so if you find yourself in this place where you're like, I literally can't speak or you feel like, I mean, I could go into a whole nother thing. We won't do that right now. What I'm saying is that you have a role in what's happening in Israel. And we need to be praying for every single person here on earth right now, every human to come back to Christ, come back to their root identity, to come back to the tree that has been divinely aligned. They were a part of God's plan. Regardless if they know Christ, regardless if they're acting in Christ's way right now, every child was known and made and formed and fashioned for such a time as this for them to have a relationship with Christ. That's his ultimate desire. Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will lay those things to rest. Walk with me in the cool of the day. And so this is where rhythms of grace come to play in Matthew. This is where we can establish our rightful identity. This is where the remnant, this is where the church becomes loud. This is when we win and it is vocalized and it is obvious that Christ's kids, that our sons and daughters of Christ are going to take dominion on all seven of these mountains. And if I have anything to do with it, we're going to be getting there real quick. So I just encourage you today to know that all hope is not lost. Hope is found. His hope is Jesus. And if you are far from him and you're listening to this or you don't have this fire inside of your belly to do or help or be a part of history, then I'm praying for you right now. And so I'm going to do that as we close out. And I obviously am super excited for what God is doing, that he has not left or forsaken Israel at all. He wants to be made known in that place. And we have a part of that. He is a co-creator. And so your role matters. God, we thank you that you co-create with us. We thank you that you are, are evoking this spirit of desire, the spirit of curiosity, the spirit of conviction, even for my brothers and sisters right now who are listening to this, to, this, to say that they will take a stand, to say that they will proclaim the good news, to say that they will get rooted in the truth so that they can establish influence in the areas of dominion 
dominion that you have granted them. It could be their home. It's first established in our home. It's actually first established with us as an individual, then our homes, and then our communities, our neighborhoods, and then the places of work. And the expansions of influence go out and out and out into the nations thereafter. And so I thank you that you are equipping them. I thank you that you have already pre-fashioned them for goodness and mercy to follow them every single day of their life. I thank you that you have, have created a right spirit inside of them. I thank you that even as I shared today about demonic influence, that the demons would flee, that they would hear the name Yeshua, that they would hear the name Jesus, and they would know that they cannot take territory in my brother and sister any longer. God, we cast you out. We cast you in and we cast them out right now in Jesus' name. That any enemy that is is under the, the sound of my voice, your voice right now in Jesus' name, they cannot take hold. All soul ties to any trauma, all elements of fear, any element uh, connected to a deadly sin of lust or pride or uh, gluttony or sloth, God, that it be gone in your, oh gosh, Lord, I just feel you right now. It be gone in your sweet, bold, courageous, victorious way. God, that they are coming into the right mind right now, that they are willing and able to surrender, Lord, that they cannot have control, that you have ultimate control, that you forgive them, God, of their sin. Oh, man. Lord, that they come back into their right standing as a son and our daughter, just like the prodigal son did. And in that, you give them the ring and the robe of authority. You celebrate. We celebrate. I celebrate right now alongside them that they are coming into right standing with you, that they are sealing a new covenant of grace and mercy and boldness, that they be strong and courageous and they are able to have a renewed mind today a renewed right mind and who they are in your sweet name. That is a part of their call, that they are positioned right where they're positioned. It is enough. Everything that they have at their right hand is enough that they do not have a lack or impoverished mentality towards your will in their life. God, it will be done because it must be done because it's your goodness that has to be done. Oh man, God, we thank you for today. We thank you that you are so connected and that you're willing to reveal yourself in all of our seeking. It says, seek ye first your kingdom and his righteousness and all the desires of your heart will be made, will be done, will be done. And it's not because the desires are mine. It's because it's desires because I have now come into your righteousness. I have aligned myself with your desires, Lord. And so it's done in the earth. And so right now, all of the dreams, all of the visionaries, all of the people who are listening right now, those things will start to take root. The open doors will happen. The opportunities will be at their fingertips. The areas of resources that they feel lack underneath, you're going to bring to them. It's going to be the people. It's going to be the connections. It's going to be the finances. It's going to be um, the, the peace. It's going to be the fruitfulness. It's going to be the goodness. It's going to be the kindness. It's going to have so much fruit on the other side of this moment in time because of their surrender and their understanding that they are a part of your good work, of your good news, and of your plan right here on earth as it is in heaven today. We love you, Lord. We lift your name on high. You're a good, good father. Oh, man. Woo! That was so fun. I could do that all day, honestly. So good. Let's just end in his word. And this is Psalms 80, 19. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord, God of heaven's army. Make your face shine upon us. 
and only then will we be saved. Dr. Justin's in the house. He's going to be speaking to the mental health madness that's happening right now. He's going to be speaking to mindset and the renewing of your mind at the FounderCon. So I cannot wait. I hope this ignited you today, brother. We've got Gina Wirtz, who's in the house, that I hope her and her husband are going to be there. They are intercessors and profound in the realm, and they know a lot about demonic oppression. We've got Emily Cleghorn in the house right now. She has a new book that's been revived and out live right now. Uh, about arise. And so it's the arise of your kingdom call outside of your historical trauma. She is a trauma coach. She's incredible. Um, she's walking this out with her family right now too. So we've got Summer Star who is over here sharing over and over again. She is a divine daughter of Christ that has been seeking so desperately to know him more and to find his will in her life. And so I know that that is just something new that she's stepping into. And I'm excited to see how that evokes change in the community community because she is an influencer. Let's go. We've got Christina McKay in the house. Hello. We're grateful to have you here. Woo wee. We got a house full of good, rich brothers and sisters in Christ. And I am so incredibly grateful for each of you guys for hanging out with me this morning. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear if you too had um, different divine revelation or symmetrical divine revelation. Um, when I was sharing this with my sisters who were asking me about like what my thoughts were on Israel this morning, and they're like, yes, this is right on time. This is exactly what I'm feeling and what God is revealing to me too. We have to vocalize what God is revealing to us in order for us to come and create those bodies in unity so that we can step in full authority, right? If I was the only one, I would step meekly to say, hey guys, I have to tell you something that God is telling me. No, I know I've got so many brothers and sisters who are like, they're shouting from the rooftops right now. And so whether I get it wrong, whether I get it perfectly right, like it's the truth, T, capital T, truth. When I speak truth, when you speak truth, it will always be right. All right. So I encourage you to do that today. Go out and speak truth to somebody that you love. Even if it's in your home, tell your kiddos about what's happening in Israel. Pray for, for the countries right now. Pray for our country. If we are going into to fight, to support, to rescue, we, are, we surely have people that are on the ground rescuing right now. So be in prayer over our community, our neighbors, our nations, um, and know that that prayer is heard by our Father in heaven and angel armies that are being sent to those territories right now to do the spiritual battle, the warfare, not again flesh and blood, but of power and principalities of darkness that are taken over. And so the demonic thing, we got to get into that because I'm, uh, I've been researching a ton on that um, over the last year. You guys have heard me talk about it a lot on the podcast. If you haven't, go back and listen to some of those. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts, and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait 
wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener. And I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.